hello. Uh, Hi, Doctor. Here we are with uh, Hunter and JKS. Hey! Congrats. Round of applause. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you have to clap for ourselves. Uh, all, all four of us feeling super fresh. Everyone had plenty of sleep. No one is hungover or anything like that. Chad, how are you feeling? I think there's six beers in my bathroom. Um, so I've drunk beers, but there are in my bathroom. No, I'm all right. I, I think the thing that's happening is we're getting old. Um, you two gentlemen were just talking about your ages, you know. So uh, I, look. It hurts. Not enough sleep and hung ha hangovers. I can't even fucking speak. Why are we talking? Why are we talking? Shouldn't they be talking? Yeah, they should be talking. Pick up the mics. Talk now. <laughs> Justin is older. He can start. <laughs> yeah, it hurts getting older. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you got a bad neck. You might have to lift that thing up to your mouth. Yeah, that's right. You actually. know, I don't want you. I don't want you to be in any more pain. It's true. I do have a lot of problems. Um, <laughs> Justin's ailments. <laughs> and I'm turning 28 in December, so I will have even more problems then. And yeah, but unfortunately, I am winning the most I've ever had in my career. So you go get, stem, go get so, yeah. stem cells injected. Go down to Mexico, get some stem cells yeah. injected you into your experience? neck. No, I haven't done stem cells. Not yet. Uh, Why into his neck? Well, he has problems with his neck. Oh, okay. I had yeah. some gym injuries and playing CS doesn't necessarily help it, according to my chiropractor and physio. So it's a, a long journey. So you're towards the end of the road. <laughs> I'm about eighty percent through. I when think, are you yeah. gonna When are you gonna switch into being an in-game leader? <laughs> we'll see how bad my fragging gets. <laughs> Chad, could Justin be a good in-game leader? I'll have some conversations with Chad first, and then we'll, we'll see how it goes. He'd 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 need to learn to talk a lot more. Hey, but I watch him now. You talk more. You know, the thing but, is, if I don't talk enough or as much, then as soon as I say something, everyone will listen to me. There you go. Ah, That's so true. he's made sure his, his, his words have he weight. He have pistol and shoot the people if they don't listen to him. That's 100%. <laughs> he's getting tilted if, if people are not listening to him. But okay. um, <laughs> not much to be tilted about this tournament, huh? Yeah, not, nothing much to say about it. So I think everyone wants an explanation. Like, oh. how did you guys come and win this whole thing when you almost lost to EG at Blast? Yeah, two weeks ago, from, from this day, I think two weeks ago, we almost lost to EG. They had five match points or even more, I don't remember. And yeah, we just clicked together again. Uh, as soon as we arrived here, I could feel that this is it. This is us from beginning of this year. And everybody individually stepped up and we worked a lot outside of the game. And every day off, we were practicing a lot and uh, talking to each other, watching games that we played together. And uh, everybody was working productively, I would say at any off time we had together and uh, that paid off and obviously when you start good against Astralis this first game of course it helped and this whole event we didn't uh, play against the bad team so we had a really tough group we played two times against Astralis we played against FaZe, Vitality and then finals against Tens who is doing lately pretty good so I think we absolutely deserved that trophy and we played played amazing if we played like we played this event for example in Katowice Nobody would take us more than 10 rounds because I think this event we played much better than we played Katowice. Yeah, I think you guys definitely showed some more calmness, you know, across the team. I think Nico especially, right? Like he would get fired up, you know, I, I, can, I know that he's been working on that. So it was great to see him. I think that's probably the main reason why he had an incredible tournament and why he was the, the MVP. But it, for both of you guys... This was the first time in the Lanxess, right? 
Yeah, I played finals, but it was during COVID era, and we played in hotel against Navi. But yeah, in Langsas first time for both of us. Yeah, for me as well. Yeah, I was surprised when he told me that he never played. So yeah. How was it? I felt amazing, like the best, the best feeling. Katowice is as well really good, but Langsas is like double people kinda, and of course it feels amazing. Like it's similar with Davic Arena when we played the major finals against uh, Navi in Stockholm. So yeah, Arena is similar, but this one felt even better. Does it like um, influence you at all while you play? Um, like the crowd noise to some extent. Okay, if it gets really loud, but like do you sometimes get distracted or something? Oh, right, right. I was talking with Justin Hooksy last night, and we're in the middle of a conversation about like being in the stage and everything. And they're, they're like, "Oh yeah, well we played the semi, and then we played the grand final. And it's already over." They're like, "Oh, we didn't have any time to savor it." Hooksy goes, "I took a timeout just to like soak it all in." And then Justin, you said that you were sitting there during some of the timeouts and that's when you were starting to pay attention to the crowd and forgetting what Hooksy was saying in the timeouts. Is that what happened? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to uh, take it all in because you're so focused on playing all the time and you have to do... Like when you get there, you have to set up and you're, you obviously want to warm up the most you can and then you have to go off stage, then we go in and of course that's the time where you can see everyone and stuff like that. But then after when you start playing, it's, uh, it's really hard because you're always so focused on your screen and like thinking about what's happening in game and stuff and then... You know, you have to talk with your teammates and all that. And then as soon as you finish, you have to go off stage and you only have like 10 minutes or something like that. And then you're back on and stuff. And especially if you make it to the semis as well, you get one less match uh, in the arena. So it's um, it's kind of hard to like uh, be in the moment in a way. But uh, I think like in, for example, in tag timers and stuff, it's easy to get distracted and look at the crowd. <laughs> and for, for example, that was a problem with me because... Uh, when when you take tech timeouts and people are talking, I just like drift off into the crowd and I start seeing shit and I start seeing someone like up there doing something, someone down there doing something, and I start thinking and then like maybe twenty seconds have gone from the tech pause and then the everyone's talked about stuff and I'm like, okay, so what are we doing? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's definitely hard to like savor it and take it all in. Uh, it's it's like what's the saying? It's like everything is fleeting and stuff like that. So time is fleeting, and uh, yeah, you only get like. How many hours is it? You played like two, one best of three hours, like two, three hours, and you get the best of five, which is like three, four hours, and you get like six, seven hours on stage. So, so not a lot of time. I guess you'll have to go rewatch the broadcast. Yeah, or we'll just uh, for the, make next year whenever for it is. <laughs> um, were you guys surprised that they picked Nuke and not like Anubis and then Nuke as the maybe second pick or whatever? I'm not really surprised. Honestly, we are always kind of we always prepare two maps because three, preparing three maps is kind of tough before the before the game. Uh, so Swanny and the Hooksy they said they want to prep Nuke and Mirage, so they were ready for Nuke as the first map, and that's what we prepped. I think for them it was better to to pick Anubis because starting on Anubis T side or CT side doesn't matter is better than starting Nuke T side in best of five. I I think it's really tough because if cities they have momentum on nuke like we had it's really tough after to come back and uh, if they win against you your pick and then you have mirage to play against us i think uh, we were mentally more stronger and more ready in these two like in these two maps but for them to pick nuke into you right that means they must have thought that your like because your nuke hasn't been great lately but it was great once upon a time so they've obviously thought this is a weakness but no one's played Anubis. You guys had some good wins on Ancient, so obviously something they're scared of. Vertigo, they had a good show against Vitality. Do, do you think they were scared of your Vertigo? Like, it's fifth and final map in that series. We didn't get to it. But it's another map where Ents like, can really shift the gear. I know it wasn't always an Ents map, 
but recently it's been a good Ents map. I just feel like the maps at the end of the best of five were better for Ents than the maps at the start of the best of five. Yeah, I mean, banning Inferno against us, of course, you need to have good beat on best of five because Infer our Inferno is like the best map and I think we are the best team on Inferno like last couple months. So yeah, of course they had advantage in Vito, but I knew that we needed to win first two maps, kinda, you know, especially this first map. And when I saw it's Nuke, I said, we need to win this map. And then Anubis, I mean, they are the best team in Anubis in the world and they won like six out of six last three months. But the Ancient, they didn't play for two months. And if you don't play Ancient on official, even though you practice it a lot, like you don't have a feeling for the map, especially on city side. Like, especially on city side, you need to play the map a lot on official to fix mistakes, to feel, especially around cave and mid, you need to feel the map. And they didn't play it for like for two months. I think last time they played it was Dallas or something, or after Dallas. Immediately. Or, uh, yeah, the Katowice uh, Challenger right after Dallas. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I knew we have, like, even if we lose Anubis, I know we have a chance to win this Ancient, but if we lost that the Ancient Vertigo would be <laughs> crazy tough. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, crazy tough for you guys, maybe not so much. I'm not saying you didn't do anything. You both had your moments. You played well. <laughs> but is it nice to just have, like, two guys just pop off and you sort of can just... Do your job. Yeah, yeah, you just do your job and the game is won easily. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's easier when you have players. You can say, Justin, let's go. Yeah, I mean, for sure, the, the entire tournament, it was uh, Nico... Uh, Ilya and, and Nema playing uh, lights out for the whole tournament so when you have a team with like you know at least three people on the team fragging really well it makes your life a lot easier especially if you're on the outside of the map as well do you know that you are actually the number one player from like top 20 or top 30 teams how much your rating goes up in playoffs compared to groups I think I saw that yeah it was a couple of months ago before the major <laughs> not, not, not really good timing <laughs> for that one but yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know I think for me, I just play the same way as I do in... I don't know, I just feel like I don't really change when I go on the stage. I don't, maybe it's because I, in practice, I try hard quite a lot. Like, <laughs> I feel like some of the guys in practice fuck around and they're shooting each other and shit like that. But I'm full try hard. I want to play the best I can. <laughs> I want to get 30 bombs and shit like that. So maybe it's uh, something to do with that or something uh, similar. But for me, like it doesn't really affect me too much. And I think it's just like uh, after playing for so long, the group stages are kind of like... Not necessarily boring, but they're not the same, right? Like sure. playing in front of like but you guys, of people. You guys so. both contain your emotions, like the two of you, right? And, and, and you both release them in different ways. Like I feel your energy is like when you're focused, I, I think Justin's laser focused as well, but yours is, there's like a burning intensity to it. Justin's like could just be anything, right? You managed to keep this stone face where we don't know what the fuck's going on. Yours is like this. I'm so intense when I like when I'm watching Hunter. It's like holy shit, like he's fucking locked in, right? You see you the swipes of the mouse, the focus in the eyes, and like you, you both. Even yesterday, you were starting to do this in map number one. In map number one, you were fucking it's getting. The finals. I of course, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that, that's what I mean. The two of I was doing in the finals. <laughs> but the both of you getting g'd up, like that's that's the difference, right? Nico getting fired up, Monesty having a good time. Hooksy obviously wants to be the hype man for you guys, but the two of you. Are those like pillars in the team we talk about the big game players and then yeah yanko's bang on like in the final you guys didn't have to do anything crazy but you had your moments you you know you did what you needed to do you you had your like nuke pissed around justin going to the top side three kills impact right those three kills impactful uh like little details like this there's just things that you showing you guys as the individuals are prepared for the moment like 
The Nuke CT pistol. You guys know exactly what's coming. You're on top of heart. You have Julie's in a smoke. They're Molly Hart. You smoke. You okay? They come out hot door. You kill them. It's like, like the things for you guys and your roles just worked. You didn't need to be put in positions where it's like have to do anything crazy. It it, it it's just one of those things where people are going to look at what Monacy and Nico did, and even still, actually. What do you guys think back? Were there any crazy, crazy individual moments? The craziest thing in the final for me was Hooksy on the fucking ladder killing Madden. Yeah. Have you guys seen the shot? <laughs> Have you seen the shot? Yeah, I saw it not out here. It. I'll get it one second. Yeah, no, Madden wasn't happy about that last night. That's something that we spoke about though in the team, like uh, bringing like more energy and stuff uh, before this tournament. Um, not necessarily being like crazy over hype or anything like that, but I think it's good to have like some sort of, you know, like balance between both really hyped and just like chilled out in a way and i think we did that really well this event like no one was getting like super crazy hype but no one was also getting super crazy tilted you know what i mean so it's, it's really good to have something in the middle yeah you're not so quiet that you're getting like emo and no yeah, one is yeah. communicating and you're also not so hyped that like you're shouting and, and, yeah, exactly. and there's chaos yeah. everywhere you see it no i haven't seen it it was not i was <laughs> <laughs> it's IGL move. <laughs> mother said, uh, mother it, said instantly, look at this noob. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when everything's going your way. Yeah. During, the, during the cast when that happened, I was like, that is not a good rotation. I was like, I don't know how we got away with that, but that's an ill-advised rotation, kids. Don't try this at home. You've lost the lower sight and he's going down the vent. I was like, what is happening here? But he got, he got away with it, right? I, I spoke to Hooksy last night. He said he heard the guy running decon, so he thought he had the timing, but he got booked and still got away with the bullshit. Yeah. It's just like, that shows you how things were going for you guys in that first map. Cause that was the, that was, that set the tone for the whole thing. Like that was like, oh shit. This is like when Na'Vi, well, were pummeling you guys back in the day, right? Like it's just the same kind of feeling in map number one, which I think was really cool. Like obviously it got a bit closer. You guys did the same thing in Katowice where you dropped the third map and then you ended up winning on the fourth and it was ancient both times. Like, yeah. I don't even know if that was something you guys were thinking about at the time, but you'd already done it in a best of five on ancient. You're probably thinking, yeah, fuck yeah, we can do it again. Yeah, I mean, of course, I was thinking about it, but I didn't want to say anything because I don't want, no, don't dude, want to jinx it. Someone said it was fate or something like that. I can't remember <laughs> who the fuck said it. Maybe Jan or something. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I want to jinx, jinx it. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, first, just to talk like the playing on stage and all that stuff. I agree. Like, I don't, I can't say that you guys are doing something like much different or I think it's just relative to what you guys do other players drop off a little yeah, bit compared yeah. to groups, right? Because they don't go for the same moves that uh, uh, they do in groups. You know, they don't go for an info push somewhere. And like on Mirage, you were pushing A all the time. This guy, he's swinging for fights, you know, everywhere he can, like going mid control nation and all that stuff. So your style doesn't change, right? You, you still it play. It also the depends on the people you have on the team as well. Because like, for example, all, all of those rounds, uh, like Nico is helping me, like, because you can see the map a lot better when he's, to connect the player on Mirage, for example, so he knows like what's happening in mid and what needs to be done and stuff. So like, if I'm like, if I set myself up in an early round to be close or something like that, then he can direct me like mid round if I need to push or something like that. So it's really helpful when you have, for example, Nico, who's like super experienced, telling me you know what's happening on the map and what I should do and stuff like that as well. Yeah, Nico was really really key moment on this Mirage when I was in Ninja hiding. Yeah, that was his call. Oh. And the next time when I was double shadow with Justin, with Famas, I, he, he, you yeah. killed two before, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was Hooksy call. They executed B before that, and Hooksy was alone, kind of. Monesi was short behind the smoke. Yeah. And then Hooksy told me, Nema, go hide on A again. I will be alone, B, they will come on A. And I mean, that's what happened. And we were giving you so much praise on the desk, <laughs> saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunter is like cold. Uh, but uh, listen, Justin, how long did it take 
to build that trust where if he tells you to push, he'll just push in, though maybe you don't want to. And then sometimes, you, you know, he'll be wrong and you'll die. There'll be a guy waiting for you. Like, how, you know, I'm sure uh, that wasn't instantaneous. I don't know if it was instant. Maybe like, I, mean, I, I don't think it would take too long though. Because like, for example, like Nico's the guy who's been playing for so long, right? And I've been playing against him for ages and <laughs> obviously he's a really good player. So I respect him a lot and I... I think he has like incredible game knowledge. So if he's told me to do something and I questioned it, he would just tell, tell me to trust him or something like that and I'll just do it. But most of the time, he do, I don't even need to... Most of the time, I just say yes and I just do it, right? I'm like Even if it's a bad idea, maybe it will work. And if it doesn't work, then at least we tried something, right? So it's not necessarily like... When he says something to me, I don't think like, oh, should I do this? Should I not do it? I just trust him and I just do it. And the same if like uh, Ilya said something to me or Rasmus said something to me or Nemo said something to me. Like most... like pretty much all the time I would just do it because they asked me to do it and it's an idea that we have together, right? So we may as well just go ahead with it. Do you feel you got beaten into this position by being in complexity, mate? Or like what happened? I mean, because... like maybe a little bit. But <laughs> I think on Renegades, if someone, or Renegades 100p, someone asked me to push or something like that, I might have a little bit more pushback. Yeah, right. But, but, um, <laughs> but uh, that's just the way I was back then. But nowadays it's more just like I just do like kind of whatever's needed and I feel like it's, it's working out pretty well. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of can be a, a bad thing as well at the same time because I feel like I lose some sort of my, my identity or like my decision making in a way and I don't like this to sit there and wait for other people to tell me what to do and stuff so of course I'm making my own decisions but at the same time it is kind of difficult when uh, someone takes it feels like someone's taking over the game for me in a way like it's okay but at the same time it's uh, a little bit difficult sometimes wait, man, did you get emasculated in complexity like <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that bad it was just like kind of a low motivation to do anything towards the end so oh, it was bad uh, it could it could have, it could have been could have been a lot worse but yeah it's just wasn't very uh functional or anything like that but uh it's definitely a good learning experience as well. <laughs> oh yeah let's uh let's put it that way you you win or you learn yanko right plenty of plenty okay, of i think i had to go years. through that after all the first like first few years of being like the uh what would you call like the star player in renegades 100 what would like, you call I, what would you call the star player yeah you know i, I kind of need to, to you know be taken down a little bit taken off my fucking <laughs> pedestal a bit and just put in my place a bit so yeah taken i think it worked good it worked out all right yeah but i think like that's a unique thing because the two of you rather like, out of the, you you get the options with the more active looks. so you do the fun stuff mate like the fact like on on ancient getting to be the guy on t side controlling middle that's the best job i think that's the best job imagine you have justin holding four flashes for <laughs> long. feels good flashing once flashing twice yeah so when we play pugs i turn into the justin right because i know all the yeah, geeky as well. Well. and then i put him in your job so you know he's at least getting a feeling for the kills that you get just farming noobs in face at having to drop fucking 47 kills so i can get what we'll, we we'll get... try it next practice i've seen me in window everywhere <laughs> no but that role on ancient like i think it's so fun because even if you don't get the kills you get so much space and like the amount you get to contribute from that position like once you're across red like once you're in window mate the fucking round feels like it's yours and you guys had a really cool game plan on that map like and they also were blocking you a lot like from going away with it. there was one round where you went out mid and they like double smoke donut entrance window. on you guys donut and then they right click smoke window one round like almost at the same time mate so they were missing crazy. a lot of util you should have seen how much yeah. util they were missing as well yeah. they were they were pretty nervous in that game even nuke they were missing smoke walls outside I don't know, you probably wouldn't have seen because you were out of the play, but I thought there was at least three or four times they missed smoke walls on nuke. There was ancient, they missed like instant window. Um, well, we had that anti for nuke. I think uh, Nico told to Ilya to do some mollies so they fucked up their smokes. So we have a gap. 
I don't there was the one it. where it landed top top uh i almost called it annex uh top Oof, main yeah right i was just fucking out um top main they they did that where they unraveled it but there was some where the smokes literally bounced off the wall and were in their spawn Okay. So like it's not uh, like you they, you had some forced and there were some unforced ones that, that you could just tell there were certain things they were slightly nervous about. But you guys wouldn't have seen this either in the interviews like in between maps or whatever when uh, Sharks or Banks are talking with the coaches talking with Saw after like the second map he was essentially after the third map in a longer break you know and and they asked like what was different and essentially they were just like yeah we just weren't shooting in the first two maps because they weren't like you guys were just fucking dominating me and Machine are casting and it's your T side nuke and obviously you'd already dominated them. And you guys had stopped with the nuance. You were just running around looking for fights. Like there's four of you just running outside on yard, just like looking for jewels. No util, just ready to fuck I them up. I don't know if we thought they were eco or not that round. Well, they, they partial we bought killed again. Two, we three, killed three people and someone's like, are they eco? No, they're bi. No, they're eco. <laughs> they, but that was the entire series. Both of both the teams, I think there was maybe what? Two or three full ecos the entire series. The rest of the time, someone always had like a hero AK or they chipped in, always had tech nines. Like they never let you guys feel like you had a moment where you could just get away with it but then when you dominated them like mirage they do a tech nine they don't they don't plant on the pistol they buy tech nines they go for a fast b they're obviously going to pressure hooksy right they want to get away with they try to pressure you on ramp on nuke same type of shit and you guys simple both of you have mp9s you're over towards i don't know what you guys call the pillar at short you're both anti-flash they come out you crossfire you win the round they get nothing done it's uh, like those type of rounds normally ants would make that close normally they get a plant you know and just those rounds they they couldn't do it so i feel that has to come down to the individuals, right? Like, it's the same executes. It's the same strategies. I think some of it is uh, the individuals. There was those three rounds in a row on Nuke where first, Monacy, you know, they were they were doing like A-pop or late A execute. And Monacy killed the last two guys with you all from heaven, right? Then they forced again and they did A-pop through the smoke, the ROPS play, and Diha was jumping main roof and Nico was inside with you and Hooksy and yeah and they just won that round but after that you guys forced again and you won the round like Nico killed Snappy on main roof yeah, and you pushed yeah. lobby and like Hooksy probably <coughs> killed three or something yeah two or, or something you like you killed two in the end and then started under we had a we had an anti on that force because they go down vent a lot yes well, we had anti because they either do vent drop fast or they so go, we yeah. just do triple nade or double nade and spam Nico spam with eagle from main and if they don't do that, they were like finishing either execute inside or this split what right. they did. And when they do that split, as soon as we hear Snappy with Mark 10 main roof, Hooksy went into HUD because they don't have HUD player. Some Pyros is supporting from the roof and jumping down. And he was just running and some Pyros was... That was actually one of the first times where in the actual game, I thought about the anti that we did. Yeah. And I remember looking on the Oasis and I saw no one ramp. So I left under immediately and pushed ramp because I knew there was no one there. And I, after that round, I immediately thought to myself, wow, this is actually one of the first times I've actually used the anti and it worked out well. <laughs> must, must be nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's after the, those, that sequence of rounds and then they, you know, like they had to slow down, right? Like, and then that's when you had a yard set up and that's when the game became... Yeah. Hard for them. the momentum. I think after this, it was 4 2 this round or something like that. 4 2 result. And then after that round, we won some in a row. Yeah. Well, there was, I think, that one of the first gun rounds, they did that nade stack on you. They. And yeah, they did top, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they naded through the windows above Squeaky and you just got fucking hammered. Yeah. Yeah. Madden spammed me through the hut and I got double lead in my face. Yeah. Nice first gun round. Well, that was because, <laughs> like, we, we would. This is what Navi used to do against you guys. And we, when I play with pugs with, like, Russian stuff, we call it the boomage. So it's like, you, it's the same kind of pattern you did where you drop down. I don't know if you bounced a flash off the floor or whatever, but yeah, I imagine you're running that flight path because the same shit you were talking about. Like, they love to come out squeaky. 
So yeah. like, that's the mind games of this. They're like, all right, then we know he's going to do this. We know they're going to try and stop the squeaky and they didn't do it a fast. It's like, that's the part of Counter-Strike that's fucking sick. Like those details there where we obviously, like what you guys just explained, that's the, the geek level shit yeah. that we, we can't tell what you guys are prepared for, but we can assume from that you're prepared for most of the shit that's going on. It's fucking your mind as well. First go around, you die like that. And then you know, oh my God, what, what should I do next time? And then next round, Hooks is doing the same move and he's killing people. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? It's good. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> just timing. But I wanted yeah. to ask you about what Justin just said about, you know, doing anti and prepping. Like you were one of the first guys. I think now it's a lot more players do it, but you were one of the first guys to actually just do your own prep as well compared to what the team does and, you know, find gaps for the positions that you play. Um how how did you you know how did that start and <clears throat> how much do you think it helps you when you play i mean back then in the days i was doing it a lot and sometimes i mean especially like you know i played for example crazy valiance against tier two tier three teams it was pretty easy you know because people are not changing and you can just kill them on anti-strat but when i went when i switched to tier one of course people are changing and it's not easy and lately i'm not doing the prep i do only agent city side prep because i am responsible of city side and i'm calling it most of the time because I'm around mid and Swan is the guy who is kind of responsible and if he need to tell me something he's always telling me before we have a prep and on prep if he have some team things he's telling us. Swan is doing a really good job with prepping T side, city side because he's prepping city side and Hooks is prepping T side so they kind of share responsibilities and it's working pretty good so far for us and, uh, and yeah I mean nothing crazy. Nowadays nothing crazy. Cool. Um, Justin. Cool. No, Justin, uh, so you witnessed that incredible performance um, on Mirage, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about the grand final yesterday, I'm talking about the game versus Titan. Yes, I was there. How did it, how did it feel to witness that? It's just your whole career. Well, first. actually, it felt great to witness it because I was the B player on CT. So. I was about to say, who do you think was the fucking connector player, motherfuckers? So I was the jumpy boy on B so you, just watching so it. So you yeah. were never the star player, were you? No, not when Chad was in the team. <laughs> Mate, we had to make him a shit kicker at the start. You know, he's got to learn all the bitch roles. No, he was a slow <laughs> player, you know? And you want him... You, I, that was back in the day when you just put your turret, right, in a position to do... Like, he, he's always skilled, but we were playing... We were playing Counter-Strike at a whole different pace than Justin. So, like, I don't know... I'm going to use an anime reference here. In Haikyuu... A volleyball anime they talk about the tempo in which they're playing like certain rallies and stuff the way that justin's tempo would always just be different from everybody else's tempo that's just his approach like when the, when people first saw rops when i first saw rops he was the type of guy to literally hard clear every corner like his movement everything was like that but before seeing rops justin was the only other guy who remind who had like a similar path because in source you take more risks you don't clear every corner you don't make the assumption like i know that seems crazy but it's a lot more with pace right with 1.6 you could do more wall bangs and stuff so you didn't have to clear every corner but justin was the type of guy who was always very careful wanted to make sure he isolated all the jewels which made him great in the clutch but made him a type of player especially around the mid fights if he wasn't feeling it we're not going to tell him what to do right so you leave him to his own devices you wind him up you let him go and guess what if we lose mid and a He's going to come from being clutch of 1v4. It's all good. So it worked out pretty nicely. Um, and but Times have changed. But looking at it now, you know, and this is the thing. I had a rudimentary understanding of the macro of Counter-Strike back then from an Australian level. Like, I wasn't even... We weren't on par with what people... Dude, we would do opening rounds now that you see people do, essentially. Like, Justin, remember when we were throwing, using jump throw bind? 
and we were doing we were doing deep con smoke we were doing window smoke and short smoke and all i would call a mirage was us to take connector control and vent control out the out the gates and then we would just call variations of splits off that i could run an entire t-side with that didn't even have to fucking do anything else like that's how different the calling in counter-strike was back then to it is now like defaulting understanding how to call in the mid-round i was a fucking idiot i'll admit that i don't Can't know be I, I was learning yeah <laughs> but still the titan has fallen We'll never let Maniac live this one down. I'm getting some more water. Anyone need anything? Uh, no, I I'm think good we're thinking. good. Nice, Chaddy. Uh, okay. I'm dehydrated. You're dehydrated. Hunter's drinking a lot of water. Um, so, Justin. Mm. <laughs> what is this, 21 questions or something? Yeah, I don't know. It's a struggle, Chad. Start asking you guys Today's a... Uh, yeah, shoot away. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do this. Give me this. So you guys had your family come out. Were they here? Uh, well, your girlfriend was here, but she arrived only a couple of days ago, right? Your family's here. Hooksy's family's here. Uh, I th- was, N- was Nico's yeah, family here? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yes. everyone's family is essentially here. Like, is this something that you guys went with? Oh, they're going to come out now because we're in the playoffs? Had you already planned for them? Like, like what, you, did you go, oh... We're only now we're in the grand final. Quick, get on a flight yesterday morning or some shit. Like, were the family always going to be here? I mean, I never planned anything before we reached something. I don't like. I don't like that. I told them, of course, if we secure playoffs, I I, I will try to. <clears throat> I mean, I would like you to to, to, to come in, in the arena, and that's what they did. And first time for my daughter and for my wife to to watch me and felt amazing. Honestly, nice. my father and mother they were watching us in Katowice this year. We won. This time they, they came to Cologne, we won as well, so. They have to come every time now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you go playoffs in Saudi. <laughs> well, mate, in three weeks, well, I guess it's technically a month, you guys could earn 800K in a month because it's another million dollar tournament with 400K first prize. So you guys could yeah. win 800 grand. Before taxes. Oh, come on, Justin, man. Go move to Serbia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Or just come and open a bank account. I don't think it works like that. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, just kidding. Just joking. Just, just, just turn the cameras off. Uh, yeah. S- uh, so, Gamers 8. You, know, you guys know that single limb, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you kind of, is that like going to be fun or do you still hate it as no, players know, do and you want to have double limb? You didn't know it was single limb until I told you as well. No, you, you told me yesterday, no, two days ago. <laughs> I didn't look know. look at the bracket and I said, you know, it's single limb. <laughs> Shocking play. Yeah, I think it's not the best. Uh, we play the first game against nine. Nine, yeah. And yeah. we have Vitality and Faze. In the oh, yeah, well, they, they, you, I hate nine. I hate them. You know why? Because every series where Vertigo and Ancient are in the pool, uh it's it's gonna be it's a best of one on the third map because they will beat everyone on vertigo they will lose to anyone on ancient to anyone they can't beat anyone on ancient and then whatever it is the third map will be the you know the, the decider but you could just go straight to that map it's actually crazy yeah that's what i want to say we'll play vertigo 100 percent. so yeah we need vertigo to and you already know the beat vertigo ancient nuke has the third probably or mirage, mirage yeah, yeah if you can but actually, no, I remember something that I was going to ask about because we heard like from some players, you know, when we talked here and there, like, what do you guys think about all the changes that have happened to rosters? You know, obviously Cloud9, Vitality, all of that stuff. 
What are your thoughts? I mean, you probably practiced uh, Cloud9 too. People, well, everyone was saying they were insane in practice. Cloud9? We haven't, yeah. we haven't played. We haven't played. Oh, sure. Yeah. But nothing to say about that. I mean, they did the best moves they could do. Honestly, I think this lineup have big potential and uh, I think they will do big things in the future. Of course, it cannot happen tomorrow. They will need some time, maybe two, three months to really become a good team. Maybe even earlier, depends, because I've heard that they are practicing a lot, like 12 hours a day or something. Sure. Like seven maps, seven maps a day, something like that. And plus that match, plus theory. So that's what How I How would heard. you like it if we practiced seven, eight maps a day? Retire. <laughs> I like that's, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> what are you practicing today then? Like, like not today, but if you if you're having a day of practice, what are you talking like four or five maps and then a lot more theory and, and that type of shit? I mean, when we are at home and we kind of just practice to keep the shape uh, for events, we are kind of practicing four maps plus one hour, sometimes two hours of theory and one hour of break. And then whatever you want to do, like Justin comes on TeamSpeak, plays and face it with us. Yeah, let's be uh, mad at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. plays some battle bit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Diablo four. Down all the fun for, stuff yeah, yeah all the, all the, that, was just, no, that was all before the uh the blast tournament so i i, I quickly stopped doing all that hold up a second i made sure you were playing counter-strike during the break oh, that was good but everything else was not good yeah well <laughs> i I, the, I wasn't involved in the diablo 4 and the battle bit i wasn't a fan of massively either you know it's just a good social game yanko you didn't join us for any battle bit no i heard there was like one of the devs was in the hotel right or something yeah, Tra trace was saying that one of the devs lives not that far from here and he came he was at the hotel talking to trace yesterday or some shit yeah people were super hype i was like i'm not i only play like single player games like rpgs and stuff to, to turn my brain off you know yeah, i can't yeah. play multiplayer games because i can't handle like people being better than me okay. so in counter-strike <laughs> in counter-strike at least like you know Obviously, the mechanics are long gone, but at least, you know, with the old brain, you can still somehow be useful. And, you know, when you queue up with, like, uh, Hunter and Eco and Madden and stuff, like, you don't really have to do much, Chad. Like, so, JKS, Justin is just boosting you all the time. Yeah, well, it's true. I'm trying to get up to, I'm almost, I'm at 3,700 ELO now, Yanka. I want to get to 4,000 by the end of the year. So, I've really set some high goals for my 34-year-old self. Um, yeah, we'll reset ELO soon. For CS2. <laughs> You just, you yeah, just what, crushed what, his world. Yeah, that's what Monacy said. Chad, think about this. Maybe Chad they'll keep like the like a leaderboard or something. Maybe it'll be like I'll get a little bit of residual. Fuck. All right. Well, I guess now we got to try it harder. Fuck. <laughs> um, I have a question. Does Rasmus talk about Kassad very often? And how did he feel after doing the interview with him on the semi-final? Did he talk about it? I think he just laughed about it. I don't think he said too much about it. Honestly, <laughs> I think he really enjoyed it. But. Uh, he didn't really like speak multiple times about it. Everyone just saw it and thought it was funny, and I think that was kind of the end of it. So. Yeah, it's no big deal. It's just I I like you know like you have people who completely ignore it and don't care about it. You have some people who you know maybe it bothers them a little bit, but you know if you can use it as motivation, as as fuel, why the hell not? I mean, whatever. I, I just think it made good entertainment. I think the thing is like if. Uh, like I don't, I don't have a problem with Kasadin tweeting, tweeting whatever he wants to tweet, right? I think it's his Twitter; he could do whatever the fuck he wants with it. I think, though, in terms of, um, you know, Hooksy didn't even directly say anything to Kasad. He wasn't like, "No, fuck you, Kasad." He didn't do any of that, right? Like, it, but in terms of the entertainment for the people who understood the situation of the tweets and everything, it's fun entertainment. Like, if Hooksy had lost and then he was there doing the interview, then Kasad could have given him a hard time. It can go both ways, right? I think that's the fun thing about it, right? So. 
um, yeah, there's there's people who get a bit more invested in it on the internet. And as long as Hooksy, you know, he doesn't let it actually negatively affect him. One of the things I noticed with him, this event, he seemed more confident. When we started, when I talked to him, I think you and me, we sat down with you, me, Hooksy, right? Mm. And we sat down and we were talking. And that's when we were off camera, he didn't feel super confident. But then when I saw you guys playing, it felt like he found that confidence. So that was, I think that's the difference with, with Rasmus. He's a, I think he's a really good mind. I don't know why he doubts himself so much. Like the fragging output, okay, look, I, I've been there. I know it sucks. It's not ideal. And then you guys aren't going to win if he only gets five kills a game. But if he gets a solid 10 that are impactful or a solid 15 a match, you're going to win because he's going to call you into great positions. Like you guys on Ancient, you guys condition mid, 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 right? You're getting out space. You're getting out space. You're pressuring red. They have to fight mid. They have no map control. What do you do? A rush. They have two mid, three B. Fucking round over, called into position. You win the rounds. Like that's an in-game leader's success right there. So I've gone on a tangent here and Hooksy probably won't listen to this. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to see if he if he was speaking about it a lot, which is cool. If he's not, it means he doesn't give a fuck. It means it's just a joke to him, which is probably how it should be for all of us, as opposed to me diving deep into downvoted comments to read. Mate, you should see this. I'm going to find this comment. You keep talking. <laughs> Chaz, like, you know, even when he said the thing about ELO, like people are thinking, no, that's actually his like number one goal for the end of the... That's not like trolling or joking around. No, like he is so... Into and I'm CS. there to support him, get it. I'm there to help him. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of responsibility, yeah, it's okay. Justin. You know, because Chad is not going to be in a good place if if that doesn't manifest. I will play next week with you as well. Yeah. Can I? Yeah. Of course. Let's go. Let's go. And we hold flashes together for Justin. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, we'll get the rest of our teammates to drop. You drop yours. We'll get the rest we of them, an and we'll just only, keep flashing. Chad has an ancient only map pool. See, when he plays places. Just we take we play me, you, Nico, Monesi, and Justin. Okay. <laughs> We played with Hooksy, didn't we? We played with, we played with me, Justin, and Hooksy, I think, for one game. I don't know how well that one went. But I'm in. Uh, I'll try and call some strategies. And I reckon I can get four kills a game, minimum. Now, I've had some good rounds. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm looking Justin just nodding. You sound like Rasmus right now. Uh, <laughs> shit. I'm trying to... I want to find... Justin, you see how many threads you have on Reddit of people just excited to see you smiling? I don't know. I haven't looked at Reddit. Yeah, well. There's Three just there's two, there's two threads. Smart. Yeah. There's two threads. Actually, there might even be three. There's one called JKS Manic Smile. That's and why? that says... He's smiling all the time. Yeah, well, but it's a meme now. And this is a yeah. Swanee almost drops the trophy oh, on all of your heads. That's crazy. <laughs> he did what Bit did where in the online... Uh, no, the one from the Hyatt. Same thing happened with Bit. When he lifted it, it was too heavy and almost hit everybody behind him and Blade had to catch it. I was like, for fuck's sake. So the they don't tell you how heavy it is before you lift it. Are you, they don't? They don't. I think maybe I missed it, but I don't think bro, they did. Bro, didn't Pasha do it with one, ha one yeah, arm, one tournament? Yeah, but did they change tournament? the trophy? Rain did it as well last year. There's no way it weighs the same amount as it does now and Rain did it with one hand. No chance. Well, we'll have to go and ask him. No, that's true because when it changed from ESL 1 Cologne to IEM, they, it, they made a new trophy um, and they made it with better quality materials. It's a it's a new trophy. Yeah, that doesn't explain one. why how rain like lifted just it with fifteen one kilos. But rain it's is fucking heavy. Rain is like a power lifter. <laughs> like rain's like rain lifts that heavy weight for. Fun. Yeah, it's also awkward though. Like how are you supposed to lift it with one hand? Like the the, the base it's of it is like. I don't know. Rain is bigger than all of us combined. That's probably how he did it. So blame well, F can if, probably if it, do it as if well. If it is the same, honestly, it's really fucking impressive because I struggle with two hands. Yeah. Well, that's why <laughs> he almost got knocked on the head with it. Yeah. Yeah, I that would have fucking hurt. I tried to save when Swan. Jan dropped Trophy's it. Trophy's heavier know. than Swanny. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> well, how's he feeling about this all? It's kind of his uh, little moment in the sun, huh? The German? Uh, I think it's a dream. Like, big dream for him. He was telling to me 10 times, thank you, thank you, after we won, you know, because, like, for him, it was, it is, it is a dream. I think he doesn't recognize what we, ac- what we accomplished together and him, especially. Because becoming a coach after being an analyst and, like, we kind of forced him to become a coach because he wanted to stay on this analyst position. And uh, winning Katowice and especially Cologne in front of his crowd, like, I think, feels amazing. Every time he came on camera, they just cheered. Like, every time yes. he goes, there was a tag timeout and he was there, they just cheered. So it was good that he got that support. It's also one of these interesting roles. Like, obviously, Janko knows differently than most, but we talk about this a lot of the time and we don't know what the coaches in the teams do and stuff, right? But it seems like Swanee has a, has a good head on his shoulders. Uh, he came and joined us on HRTV Confirmed with Petzer the other night. I've, I worked out how to say it properly. So right. Petzer, right, instead of it being say Pete, Yeah, but... All you need to do is, it's written P-E-C-A. Claim ignorance, say that you're Australian, just say Pekka. P-E-C-A, right? I just do P-E-T-S-A. I've worked it out. I solved it. I fucking solved it. Um, but yeah, he came on the show and he was talking about the teams he's a part of and stuff like that. And I think you bang on that the, the hardest thing, and I imagine it's a difficult thing for you guys in your mind as well, but it helps that you have an older team, right? You guys are mature lads. You know, you got a wife and a kid. You, on the other hand, you're a lost boy like me. We're fucking Peter Pan. Peter Pan, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's probably one of these things where it takes a certain amount of respect with the coach, right? Like you guys have to turn to him and go, yeah, what he's saying is real and not bullshit. And like that, I imagine was probably the hard, like the hardest thing for everybody, right? Like it must be the, the hardest thing to work on because I don't know how you're meant to just, just turn that switch on. Like he doesn't, he doesn't strike me as a guy who comes into a room and he tells you guys, hey boys, shut the fuck up, you know, let's get to work. Like he's, he doesn't, doesn't have that character about him. So I, is he getting better at that stuff? He's getting better. At the beginning, it was really tough and it was kind of, we were laughing at some point, you know, but lately I think he, he improved a lot as well and he's doing a lot more things for the team and uh, people are respecting him a lot and he's doing a good job. Of course, if you are doing a good job, of course, people will respect you. And he showed that he, he's capable of it. And of course, now we trust and uh, we are not joking around. Yeah, you, you guys also switched uh, sports psychologists, right? Like, uh, I feel that's what helped you a lot after the whole Rio debacle and everything. So how much do you think like they contribute, have an effect, help or not? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, good to have like a... Uh, <clears throat> like kind of like an authority figure in the team, like someone who can bring everyone together and uh, not necessarily someone who's around like every day, you know what I mean? Because once you're around someone for every day, you kind of get used to them in a way. And uh, it's just nice to have like that, that figure, uh, figure in the team who can just like bring everyone together as a team. And it's kind of what you need when some things are going wrong in the team, there's some conflicts or something like that, or people don't feel too good or there's pressure or something like that. Like they can, they can help resolve a lot of that and uh it's also good just to have someone to talk to who isn't a part of the team as well like if you had problems with someone else on the team or you wanted to figure out how to work on something with someone else in the team it's always good to talk to someone else about it and get like a different point of view and yeah i think if they have like a lot of knowledge and experience in the field it's really helpful for almost any team i would say and yeah that's my experience with it anyway what about Nemo? it's like when we have um oj come you know he brings an aura you know, it's a, it's a person with an aura. Like that's when OJ comes to these events, it's always really like he lifts the, the, the magnitude of the event just by OJ being here. 
And it's not like necessarily by his job or anything. I think he does that fantastically well. It's just the type of person he is. You know, he, he has this really cool aura about him and it's really nice to be around OJ. Now we're talking about a psychologist to help you guys sort out your shit. But uh, I think, you know, resentment is something that can build up in like all walks of life. And especially when you're spending so much time with each other and especially when it's a high pressure environment, when in a game you expect a teammate to do a thing and they don't do that thing and it's only little but that happens all the time right that happens all the time like i thought this and then this happened and i died so now like i look bad or i didn't do this i didn't get those kills and that type of like or this guy didn't come properly he sighed down the mic instead of saying 2b so i was late on the rotation or some shit like that right all that resentment and stuff i feel that's one of the harder points for teams to work out like phase for example i feel that maybe there's an element of that going on with them now because they're not winning. They haven't been winning since Cologne last year, right? They still have decent runs and they still can be threatening, but there's obviously something going on with that team that they need to try and work out. They all like playing. I think it's like you guys. You like playing with each other. You know that the elements in the team could all work, but there's something here that's underlying that needs to be sorted, right? Because it's not that you guys or them have missed big moments where you can try. This is like an example of where you guys were in the situation and you were able to get the focus in place and win. But if you go into a blast group stage, or some tournament that you guys are like, you know, you just lost a big tournament and you go into some shitty tournament after, of course you guys aren't going to be as focused. Like, I think that's human nature, right? Like, it, it's really difficult to just win all the time. You, There's a headline, another headline with you that says like consistency is the hardest thing in like top tier counter which I, I think that? it's the hardest thing with everything okay. in life. Like, it, nice. I can find the headline. I'm pretty sure it was something like that. I but, did it yesterday, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's tough to focus on every event, but you need to have kind of a deal before the the beginning of the season what you want to focus on you know because we cannot come and play only Katowice and only Cologne because the way we approached those two events was amazing and if we can do it at least every third tournament I will be really happy okay so because G8 it, last place and then <laughs> yeah, EPL I mean, I, I, <laughs> how we approach this event it's it's just amazing individually like everybody did amazing as i said at the beginning of this podcast and if we can approach every fifth event i would be happy like that but of course but we need the consistency as you said what is the reason that you guys can't do it for every event that you attend is it too much energy what do you think is the the type of tournament you go to like if you compare like cologne to another tournament it's higher chance that it's not as prestigious prestigious as cologne or something like that mm. i think people even if they say they don't take it as seriously or something like that, maybe it's just like a different atmosphere, different environment, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, I yeah mean, that no, could be I, one of the things. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that tournaments are different and some yeah. stand out more. Um, and if you as a team to progress need a lot of reps on something, like, yeah, it would make sense to use that to prime yourself for the next tournament, kind of what you guys did here, right? Blast yeah. didn't do much really in terms of results but you won this event so who cares right so but i think it, it, it's just um because from the outside i know people who are listening there's a, that would have been their first reaction like well, well what's stopping you from having yeah. that approach for every tournament and the answer is you know Us, <laughs> we are stopping it like we need to like this this tournament for example i come to prekrom do everybody's playing in years inside that match? This guy's prepping, this guy's prepping, this guy's watching POVs of other players. You know, nobody's talking to no like to anyone. We just do our shit. 
and then we will go in Saudi and then we'll be in Prekrum laugh around, watch some <laughs> highlights of whatever, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. feel full serious. But it's okay because it's building it back up for the next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We fuck up more times and then we get to the point where like, oh, I probably shouldn't fuck up now so we need to play good. What, so like maybe IEM Sydney win, win in Australia, you know, lift a trophy? Nah, it wouldn't be too be bad. Sick, hmm? yeah. Wait, I'll, I'll say this much. The fact that we're going back to Sydney, I think is a blessing and I don't know how many more times we would go back. So... That's one that you know, if you you can say anything to the lads, you know, get that focus in. Could be worthwhile. You see me at six a.m. prepping. The <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just out having a good time, going for a walk with the kangaroos, cuddling koalas. Dustin's out with the family, never in background. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you two guys are probably polar opposites when it comes to your um, sort of life situation, right? Now, when you have a wife and a kid. You're on the wrong continent, yes. mate. Yes. So how has that been for you? It's been a long time now that, you know, first it was the US, uh, then it's Europe. You know, obviously by now you're, you know, used to it, but how tough is it? Like just to... Um, I think it's, I mean, for starters, it's definitely tough, but I think you get kind of used to it after a while. And I think like the most hard thing for me, at least, is when I go back home because then I have to leave again. And I hate leaving all the time. And I get like super stressed out, have like anxiety attacks and stuff like that. And then like, I don't know, it's just really difficult to leave. But then once I'm gone, I can like focus on some other stuff and all that. But like when I'm at home, I have a, a hard time of, you know, not thinking about leaving because I know I eventually have to do it again, right? So for me, it's easier just to focus, like go away and focus on this, for example, CS or something like that. It kind of takes my mind off everything. And, yeah, we only have a couple more years. Anyway. Yeah, and, uh, you know, in a, in a way it's like, of course, it would be really nice to go home all the time for CS tournaments and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's also just really far to travel and, and shit like that as well. So. But the out of sight, out of mind mentality is like, it's like a coping mechanism. I do the same thing. Like, I don't talk to my family an awful lot. I probably should. But it's one of these things where you're, you're doing something that you love while being away from the ones that you love, right? It's like, and to have to pick that sucks because you're going to miss out on one of those two things. Right? You, don't, you, you can't have both. And this is why when we hear all the stuff from the North Americans being upset about how much they travel and everything like that, this is where for me, that argument, it doesn't fly. Like I, I, I just can't, I can't have that argument come my way because the world, the world's not a fair place. Just need to look around us, right? Like we are all in very fortunate positions, but we all know how fucked up it could be out there. Like we have ex-teammates that we played with who've now gone back into just normie life, right? And we get to keep doing this and we get to keep going. Like when I, when I sit there and I, like you, you specifically, because I, I, I know the journey that you've been upon personally. I missed a couple of years there when I was doing this shit, but I can only imagine that it, you know, it still had the same up, ups and downs. I empathize extremely with what you're going out there to still do, right? When you were stuck in COVID in that hotel room in, for complexity, like, mate, I would have wanted to blow my fucking brains out, you know, like that, that's, that's like being in prison almost. And all you can do is play the game and then you play officials and then you play more game and you can't do anything like you're locked away. So I don't, I just, I think about the choice that you have to make here and you finding success off the back of it, that may, that, that must make it feel even more worthwhile. Like it's already worthwhile, Right. But to win is like the fuck yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm too sentimental these days. I love watching, like, mate, when you're standing there and the spotlight comes on, 
you're in the front of 10,000 people and they've designed it so a spotlight comes on in front yeah, of you. It definitely you makes out. it feel everything's like kind of worthwhile in a way. So well, kind of, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> Just uh, kind of. It's, it's pretty it's pretty good. Also, it's really difficult being away from home when you don't have uh, friends in Europe and stuff like that. Like at home, I can just go and play games with my friends or something like that online at like nighttime or something. But now when I'm and here... here you have to play with Chad. Here, it's sometimes with Chad or sometimes he's busy. But recently I've been playing more with Chad and... and uh, Harry? Some other people like yeah. casters and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's really good. But before that, I wasn't really doing any of that and it was like super like isolating in a way. So I think that's also another really tough part. But you well. and the missus can come to Malta whenever you want. I have spare bedroom, spare computer. You can even play from mine. You can come to the sun. You can come down for a swim. Yeah, we'll come to it's Malta soon for quick, probably... Quick <laughs> flight away. Whatever. It's, the door's always open, Justin. Do you want a key? I don't have a key. You want to get me a key? Get me a key if you want. But. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to say that whole thing with, you know, people complaining that they have to go to Europe so much and stuff. It's like, you do realize you won't be a player forever, right? Like, the, this, you have a certain amount of time to make your money, lift your trophies, you know, do your best, right? And then it's gone. Then, if you were fucking around and you know, didn't like save some money or invest or, or do something to, you know, set yourself up for the future, then it's back to n normal life, as you said. And you, and you have to start like 10 years delayed with stuff, right? I, I think it's just one of those. I think that's where you can say like, okay, so what, uh, if you are a part of Formula One, are you complaining that you have to travel from continent to continent in like four consecutive weeks? Like, no, because it's uh, first of all, it's a really fucking cool thing that we're a part of, and then absolutely the pros outweigh the the cons. Yeah, okay. I want to do. I want to do something here. Do you do? Do we? We're at an hour now. I want to let them go. Hunter, we're gonna go have lunch with his family. Yeah, Justin's got to check out and stuff soon. More, do, you, do we want to keep going? You and me, right? We can do like ten more minutes. Yeah, minutes. yeah. Well, we gotta have this conversation somewhere. So, like, yeah. we'll, we'll go a couple more. We we'll go ten, ten minutes somewhere with them. And then we'll do like ten. Yeah, with us. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, that oh, works out nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds perfect. Okay, all right. That's 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 all I wanted to sort out here. And next time we'll make sure we get the fourth mic from Jason because this is kind of silly. It is, but <laughs> you know we just have to keep pumping them out, Chad. Just keep rolling them out. You know, make sure the content always flows um what's what else who do you guys feel like is chad you know, sorry you know what you should do chad mm -hmm. react videos to what to what anything reddit comments reddit imagine comments. a chad react video to reddit i still comments. was i was looking for this comment i can't find i want to find this it's so good this guy just fucking attacks my character something cruel see it's so cool <laughs> he says yeah that would be funny also how everyone who's everyone who sees me in the green room when you guys are playing ha says there's people who come just to watch me react while watching the game and everyone says like bro this should be like a stream in its own like, it's like a live stream. <laughs> you watching g2 games because it's like it gets so it. intense all right here we go you guys ready for this this Let's is really it. nice this is really good this is by comfortable injury 94 in reply to a comment um that is in a thread about justin uh yes so they're talking about uh probably the goat asia slash oceana player in csgo not sure anyone else comes close i don't even know why that needed to be stated from neon oasis that's not even a conversation it's obviously correct and then somebody as a joke said so what are we intentionally skipping sponge now comfortable injury 94 followed up with this <clears throat> <There you go. laughs> a couple of paragraphs here gentlemen 
One of my least favorite by a long mile. Bad in-game leader through tantrums while getting interviewed as a player, once notably for going off at cast on a main stage because talent are not the ones on stage. What? I don't know what that one's about. I'll have to I'll, I'll have to look a little bit harder for that one. Uh, need to stop bad mouthing players and talk about the good they do. He is a pessimist. He is pessimistic as fuck as as a talent. I don't know. I'm pretty positive. Uh, Ego was a bad player, too theatrical. And this one here, Justin, you like this one. One thing you learn about West Aussies: we lack you. Uh, we lack visible emotion, like an autist. So he's a West Aussie as well. I guess he turns out he's just there a fucking is. cunt. There it is. Uh, <laughs> for three to four years, always interested in himself into conversations that involved oceanic teams while talking about himself. Lost his Australian accent, disowned, and more. He's a good caster or post-game analyst, sure, but as a player slash favorite from a region, he's bottom of the barrel. Also, pretty sure I beat him in a community 1v1 map in my first Chad's year of owning right a PC. <laughs> like, Meanwhile, Grat, as a hats and Top Gun, are still schooling me eight years on. Chad, have you ever... He hates you, does he? Have you ever, Why does he hate me? Have you ever I wronged don't anyone? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, try, I, I try to be nice to everybody, this so I don't personal, know what I did. I, I don't know what I did. Chad has wronged someone in the CS community maybe like 10 years ago. Yeah, years ago. I think if if I know Chad, he probably didn't reply to a guy's DM or something. <laughs> How old are you, Chad? I'm 34. <laughs> it's fine. I like the reaction. <laughs> how, how old did you think I was? 32. That's a win. Yeah. That's the hair transplant. Yeah. There you go. Easy. Okay, I guess what we can end it on, Chad, yeah. are the origin stories. What now? What I would okay, say, no. I would say, what we should do is we should make them both come to Malta when they're there to my house, and we do a proper episode where we do that. All right, yeah. So this right. was just the. This is a taste tester. It's a taste tester. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. Because I want to hear like Hunter's Land Cafe story, just like Nico's. So I'm interested in that and Justin's stuff. Justin. Justin stuff, I'll even be able, if you'll let me, we can even use some pictures in the future. Mm. I, I got sent them last night. But <laughs> he's, he's excited. I'll show you, but we won't put them out right now. I'll save them. Uh, Just a little game. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. All right. God damn. <laughs> That's so funny. He's the little kid. Oh my God. That's <laughs> you? It's like when, it's like when Nico <laughs> was... Uh, <laughs> A kid going like to to tournaments. Yeah, right. Oh my god. Yeah. So we'll use that. We'll get that out there. All right. So then I guess what's left is: Are you guys the best team in the world? Nope. We'll see you next. Wait, when's rankings coming? <laughs> if you so play, today. if <laughs> we we'll play like we play Cologne, hundred percent. But we need to at least be eighty percent of it. All right. Fair enough. We don't have to try all the way. Just try a little bit harder. But we have two guys here who are extremely reasonable. They're not going to give us like a hot tag answer. So, yeah, just like you and me, we're both extremely reasonable. Mild, mild gentlemen. All right. Do you guys have anything you want to say to the people at home? Do you have anything you want to say to us? Do you have anything you want to say to anyone? I mean, nothing really crazy. Just thanks for big support because in the arena, both games we played, we had big, like big support, huge support, and a lot of people, lot of people were cheering for us in the arena, and especially against Astralis. I didn't expect that because I thought they'll have more fans, maybe. But I think Svani, Svani, yeah, German flag helped us a lot, and yeah, just thanks for huge support, and that's it. Nice, Justin. No, same as Nemo. Thanks for having us on the podcast. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, uh, a few. Thank words. you guys. Oh, thank you guys. Ah, you thank you. <laughs> no.
All right, we're recording again. We're back, baby. Oh, those two bozos not with us anymore. All right, this is celebratory. Or, like... Well... We didn't have enough for them, so we just, like, waited for them to leave. There was only two beers, so uh, I guess we... Yeah, we, now the children are gone, you know, the... Yeah. Adults can get back on the horse. Fucking hell, I'm going to move. Let me move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get over here. You're good. I'm holding this microphone. Oh, all right. Fucking hell. I don't know why we thought it would be a good idea to do a podcast the day (laughs) after we went to bed at probably about 4 or 5 a.m. Yeah, I mean, I think... It's like our eyes are bigger than our stomach. It it was kind of... I was pushing for it, but also we could get the G2 guys, right? So Mm -hmm. felt that would be cool. But everyone is a little bit dead. Yes. I hope people still find some value in... Oh, no. I think the nerdy stuff we talk about when Hunter's talking about like, the reads and whatnot, we're talking about some of those details. Like, that stuff right there is great. When we get them in Malta, we'll get a whole lot more personality out of the two of them. Yeah. We'll get them drunk. Yeah, we'll do a proper, <laughs> uh, a proper one. Okay. Yeah, getting Justin to drink, that's almost as hard as getting you to drink. He only drinks when he wins. So he was drinking last night. Um, they had the they had a whole little area that we uh, were in here and there, but it's good just to see the smiles on the faces, right? Like we obviously have different relationships with these people than than others, um, but it's cool. You know, Rasmus has hit, had his family there. Like everybody was in great spirits. It was um, wasn't little Serbia last night like it was in Katowice, though. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was a bit more reserved. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think just like G two, a little bit more poise, Chad, mm. more calmness. And there That's was true, a, yeah. there was a lot of people also that were like from the org, but you know, like yeah. or something. Met like, like head of esports last night. Yeah, and 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 that sort of a stuff. So you know, a little bit more serious, I guess. I don't know there yeah. was still music, there was still drinks and stuff. Well, using so the- someone were you there when someone broke the table? Where the table, one of those two tables broke and everything fell down. No, I missed that. I think it was. Swanee or something. I don't oh, know okay. how it happened because it, maybe it's like those there that's like the legs fold in or whatever. Yeah, fold yeah. in and then someone because that trophy is heavy, so someone like wait with the trophy on it. I can't remember. No, I'm not sure if the trophy was on it or someone took the trophy and then I don't know what happened. The I'm trophy sure. was was the boombox because the speaker was inside in the trophy yeah. to amplify the sound. Acoustics. Shout out Trace Tanasarantis one time. You needed to get the tallest guy in the room to help you get the fucking thing out. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I was I like, got, <laughs> I got Nico's videographer. I was like trying to get it, and I saw him on the other side of the table. I'm like, Dario, <laughs> put your hand in. There. That guy could be a basketball player or something. He's fucking tall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shit, why did I want to fucking... Yeah, fucking last Cologne, Chad, in CSGO. Yeah. Done and dusted. Yeah. Did you play in 15? No. I played in 14 and 15. Um, in 16, you worked it or no? No, 17, I worked it. 16, it was a major again, um, right? Yeah, you came... I, I, think don't, you, I didn't qualify. You came after that. You, you came to Pro League in 16, right? Did Pro League in 16. Um that's where they put me up in an Airbnb on the outskirts of the city. That was an interesting time. And that's where we're in the old office, uh, still on the other side of the river, but closer to the Rhine. And it used to be next to that police station. It was a very dirty office. Uh, people used to li- sleep in the, the roof of that office, actually. Um, but yeah, that was what when times? I... 2016 was the year that I went from playing to this type of work. I think I had like a two-month hiatus or something. So yeah, it would have been a about June or something, June or July. And then I would have started this type of work in September, I think. Sounds about right. 
I remember rocking up here in Cologne in the middle of fall. So autumn for those of you playing at home in flip flops and shorts. <laughs> yeah. It was like a twenty. Yeah, you were rocking it all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it changed a lot since then. But yeah, it is. It's it's interesting. It's it's a legacy event now, right? It doesn't yeah. feel like it's going anywhere, which is really cool. Like we get to we've been part of something in its fledgling state that is now hopefully something that exists for the rest of our lives, right? Like, and there's probably no, unless CSGO, or so not CSGO, unless Counter-Strike stops existing, then then yeah, I would imagine. But it feels like there was quite a few new fans there. There was, um, there was people who hadn't been to events before. There's people from all over the world. So I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of interest. And whenever anybody is asked, like, which event should they go to if you don't want to, if you're not going to a major or you haven't got tickets, it's going to be Cologne, right? So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, sometimes, I think it's fun. Yeah, I would say even, you know, majors can be up and down depending on where they are how it turns out to be in terms of the teams that make it into the playoffs into the arena all that sort of stuff um cologne you know what you're getting pretty much every single time right yep. mean, they've done it so many times now that it's a well well-oiled machine and i think i mean even the guys were talking about it saying that you know cologne is different and definitely has a lot of prestige it's an event you want to come in top shape and and try to win it and i think a a sort of proof of that is the fact that you look at teams that won cologne Mm. it was always one of the best teams in the world Mm. like a top three top five team at worst like it was never an underdog fanatic nip who else have we had one navi g2 phase yeah you're right yeah liquid That's okay, one year yeah, where they yeah, won the yeah, Grand yeah. Slam. That with, yeah, they won the Grand Slam. We did, um, on HTV Confirmed, we did a quiz. And one of the questions they had done in the quiz was uh, about Liquid's qualification for Cologne. And they knocked G2 out in the last chance qualifier because, remember, they wanted to, they were going to skip that event. Yeah. And then they had to go last minute. That was just such a crazy story when oh, you yeah, think about shit. that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. insane. They wanted to skip it, but then they were going to win the Grand Slam. Yeah, so then, yeah so, and then they did it. But they declined the invite, so they had to play the qualifier. Yeah fucking insane that's insane when you think about it right that actually makes that story even kind of crazier like but yeah you're right like when you talk about it that from that perspective teams who are either like the best or towards the top of the pops are the ones who we've seen win that event over the years which is i guess also adds to that prestige level like if it was just a mickey mouse tournament or it was won by like fluke teams more often than not then i don't i guess it wouldn't have that same like level of excitement to it yeah definitely and i think the two main reasons for that are the fact the stage is massive and there's a lot of people there so it's different you're in awe of it almost and uh, the other thing is the format at least in the last i don't know how many years it's been mostly best of threes right double elimination so you're always going to get you know some teams won't make it almost every time um but some will right some very good teams will and you know that's why they can still always pull through right you're never Mm. gonna have not a single top five team make it into the playoffs right and the ones that do they will go on to live the like last year right we had four weird teams we had like the new liquid movistar uh astralis and mouse yeah yeah, yeah. you know and then navi and phase waiting in the semis right and of course navi and phase beat the two teams met in the final and we got to see but they were clearly the best two teams back then whereas now we didn't have like a clear best yeah well we had the clear best two heroic and vitality uh yeah and it it was hard to make a point for make a case for anyone else but they 
you wouldn't be super confident like that they are one and two. I mean, what in it? You mean Vitality? They, they, they and weren't Heroic. very convincing. In no, they were wins. they were one and two, but like how far ahead were they one and two? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a dominant one and two. I mean, yeah, they won the major, and then the other team won Blast. Washington recently, yeah, and then won Dallas. So it was kind of a three horse race in that way with recent trophies. Yeah, I, I think G two back in the mix. Obviously, do you think Phase are done? Mm. No. So they play Virtus Pro at this G eight thing. That's dangerous, but I think that's a really hard game. And then the the winner of that plays winner of nine G two. I mean, <laughs> o- obviously, yeah, obviously it didn't <laughs> look good for Phase uh, here. I thought in the G two game, like G two was just much better. They were against just, Phase. Yeah, they just yeah. came out swinging and they won. They were winning all the key rounds. And sure, in some moments it seemed that maybe Phase was playing a little bit timid to what you may be used to seeing from them or or whatever. But I thought, you know, okay, that happened in that game. Then in the Navi game, you know, they'll be much better. And but, they got dumpstered. But then they got dumpstered there too. And then you're like, oh, well, this is a problem now. Um, what's the exact reason for it? I'm not sure. And I, and I don't want to really speculate, but, you know, losing Robin on such short notice, yeah. right? Like he was helping a lot with the chemistry and everything and making sure people are feeling good and when people are feeling good they will do the work on their own you sure. don't need to push them and tell them to do stuff like what hunter was talking about you know everyone's in the prac room doing their own thing playing everybody right? wants to win exactly so i think we'll have to wait for pro league really to see phase and how they will perform and i think if they have another big fail that's when they look at changes potentially well we do have cs2 because cs2 point. is coming yeah. up soon and you know like but the, what's the grace period you think valve have given the like now we have this new we have we'll talk about this more i guess with jason we can do a lot of this like housekeeping stuff later in the week once we all get home um but will it be in ga together so we could do it there as well but like with the new stuff that valve are speaking about it's a runway it feels like for a lot of people to get their houses in order right like for teams hey you still will be given the opportunity to be partnered for next year i'm assuming like esl and blast are going to keep the same thing next year or maybe start to phase them out slightly but the same name should still have the same opportunity to compete and that's a that's good graces for those teams you know what i mean like instead of just going to cs2 it's like well who's over is the best and some fucking kid could just be the best because all he's been doing is playing cs2 right and he hasn't played any csgo so um i think that's okay I don't know. We're in a weird. We're in a weird but good spot. You know, it's like uncertain, but nothing bad is going to happen. But things will change. Yeah, I think it's just um, obviously it's it's good that the scene will be more open, mm. right? That people will get equal opportunities from a competition standpoint for some of these smaller teams or smaller orgs, more likely. But I just feel like. It's it's hard for the TOs in a sense, and I don't even know if they were super happy with the partnership agreements that they've had. Maybe it wasn't working out as intended. Sure. Who knows it, if it would be re- renewed and, and under what conditions? But I feel like if you're a Valve and you're gonna influence their business in that way, maybe add some mechanisms in game. That are you gonna monetize for them? Yeah, that you can monetize, but they don't need it's to. Possible. Do, they don't need to create stuff themselves. Just put something in the game, like you know, whether it's 
going to be a case or a pass or a companion where if you pay like whatever five bucks uh, you get to watch go tv with the casters um, you get some cool skin that uh, will only be available for that Limited tournament only, that kind of stuff yeah. and uh, obviously let's say esl or blast have to design the skin it has to be approved by valve and that sort of stuff like come up with some small things like that where you it allows tos to create enough value with something like that to for where people will pay money sure. uh, for it and then of course Val even gets a cut from that I, so like they would be making more money in that equation too i know they are not strapped for cash yeah but they from the look of things like today um this guy thor or whatever it is right he's really trying to get traction on twitter this bloke he doesn't stop fucking tweeting but he's uh he started to tag like people from the community so if if we like it we're probably going to retweet it gets more traction so he's doing it quite smartly but um today was to do with like leaderboards or whatever with i guess more like data mining or within the current version of the game and it's clear that valve are going to be looking to implement new things and things that the community have wanted for some time and uh, with that in mind and with the idea that are going to be more cosmetics right it's quite clear there's going to be bomb skins and zeus skins mm. and nade skins that what you're talking about it feels like it shouldn't be the hardest thing for them in the world to transition towards, right? Like it, 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 it feels like it could be a more of a possibility. We don't want to oversaturate the market with it, so it needs to be done quite tactfully. But I think that it, 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 it's, it's a conversation now, whereas before I think it was more of a pipe dream. Yeah, I understand. And, you know, like you have to set some requirements to which tournaments would be eligible for it and all that stuff. I understand it's a hassle, but, you know, it feels like t- some. TOs to some extent are just trying to keep their head above water yeah. as it is, right? And they came up with something that can work and now you're changing it and we have to see if there is another thing. I mean, they'll yeah. have to figure it out, obviously, and you have a year and a half of uh, lead time. Lead time, So, you know... We, I don't I, want to talk about this, like this, what I'm about to say, but we have heard a recent, not a pay-per-view model, but a, a recent model to direct a viewership base that I think is really interesting. Like we can't go, we can't talk about it at all, but you know what I'm talking about. Just tease the people, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but what we heard with that is actually kind of exciting. Like that that could make sense. It feels like it's a good compromise. Uh, it's over, don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, well, I don't know. I can move over a seat and then you no, can move over here. It's Let's fine. do that. Come on over. Dun, 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 dun. All good. You through? Yeah. Look at this, fucking... New seating arrangement, oh, musical chairs. For my back. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, there are interesting things that people are discussing and stuff. I don't know. I just we're in a good spot. That's all I. That's all I'm reminiscing on. We're uh, in a good spot. Yeah, I think I think so too. Um, I think Counter Strike is fine. You know, oh, yeah, I think yeah, there's yeah. obviously some of the stuff is scaling down in terms of vc money and people who were i think that should have happened anyway like tightening the belt right because people are spending money on like overspending on stuff that they don't need to you know and i was talking to natu last night uh he was here and he's also you know guys you know people come and ask me like how do you do it he's like well mostly we don't spend money on stupid shit like that that's like you know like they don't have the budget as some of these other teams so they're way more conscious of conscious of it like you know they have to pick where they're going to spend their money and i think they've obviously picked very well and 
even with that, you know, they still invest in the support staff, you know, that that's important. And it's not like their players are getting paid chump change, yeah. you know, but yeah, yeah. obviously you, you wouldn't have the budget to bring over a player like Ima, you know, like sure. from Gamer Legion. That rumor about Navi is insane. The what? Like for the two players they got, they're saying they spent like over a fucking... Nah, that's like, I saw JL already tweeted like, yeah, someone paid for me 450K when I had three weeks left on my contract. Oh, okay you know so okay so they're just some but yeah i think it's just obviously there's probably going to be more competition and competition is always a good thing but i also wonder how will the orgs like deal with all that because i think also for the teams and the players yeah they also like to have more of a set schedule that they can pre-plan and stuff you know i just think it's gonna they be more like tennis again i just keep going back to this there has to be a cutoff time for when these teams get invited to those events that'll be part of the criteria because the qualifiers and the invites, because they're going to be able to invite off that leaderboard, right? Like Valve's ranking. So there has to be a cutoff. Like it has to be, you will be invited a month before or you'll be invited two months before or whatever it is. I don't know. But I, I agree with you. There still needs to be a semblance of organization. It needs to be possible for young kids who just are getting it done. There's five, five dudes or, or five whoever's getting it done and then being able to qualify through points and ranking and then go to the event. Like that needs to be able to happen still. But also... For the guys like G2, for the guys like FaZe, for the guys like Heroic, they need to be. We need to be inviting these guys based off the ranking. They have to earn it, right? They still have to play well. They still, but they need a bit more of a standard schedule, right? I think we need to be able to facilitate both, and I think we can. They just need to make. They need to do a lot more work on that ranking. I think I'm ranked 55 in the world. <laughs> Me, Pimp, Taddy, Emma, and MBK. The goat. League. Ah, okay, the goat league. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll yeah. just play more online tournaments. Or play more. That just reminded me. I got to check where's the invoice for that, mate. What's going on? I want prize money. Where's my where's where, where's my prize money? Yeah, yeah man, get, get, I want get, my new computer. Get get it there. Um, yeah, I think someone much smarter than us and better at Should numbers will will, will will help with you know the rankings. But yeah, I think it's interesting though because lead time, right? It gives people can start preparing now, and yeah. I wonder how the schedule is going to work between the tos too. I guess you know. Do you think they play nice? Oh, let me try again. Would you play nice if you were in their position? Uh, if I was who? Yes, If you were any tier, would you play nice? I mean, I feel like you have to if you're smaller. And to some extent, you have to if you're big too. Like, obviously, no one's going to fuck with Cologne or, or Cattle, right? Like, you're not going to, yeah. you know. But the reality is, if you make a tournament that's like the same time as Cologne or whatever, something like it, and you put the prize pool 5 million, like if, if you have money and you want to throw stupid money at stuff, you know, I, I'm not sure all teams would go to Cologne, right? Just sure. because it's prestigious and everything and all of that stuff. So just depends on how much money we're talking about, right? Everyone yeah, has course. a price. There, there Everyone, all, even Jason. Yeah, <laughs> there's always a stupid amount where you'll be like, well, I mean, last place here is the first, second place, yeah. and, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I think like it's going to be interesting because if people come in and if new operators come in, like I would, I would love to talk to someone who would be brand new wanting to come into this space and just understand what they think they're going to be able to do. And it's not from a negative way, from a way that I would be interested in hearing a new philosophy or I'd even be interested in helping contribute whatever information I have to see if we can make this succeed. Because if we have more TOs, we have an open circuit and things can be thriving, right? Essentially, imagine if we had, Europe is great, but imagine if we had all these type of competitions going on in different countries in the world. And they all can't be as big as each other. I understand that. They don't have to be as big as each other. They just have to have a server purpose and sustain a certain area of the community. 
Like, I would love the growth in Asia. That is one thing that we've been looking for for fucking a long time. And there's no reason that shouldn't be possible. Like, yeah. fuck, what, what are we competing with? Crossfire, Valorant? Yeah, I think the, the only problem is uh, oversaturation in the calendar, potentially. And then you get what we got back in the day is teams skipping different tournaments. I mean, Australia skipped mm. Cologne in 2017 to prepare for the major better. But let's say if in America there was a $250 event, $250, $250,000 event, and like two European teams went, and those European teams were like Apex and fucking, I don't know, big. Miles. Yeah, right? But we had no Navi there, no FaZe there or whatever. But then then you had Nouns there and you had uh, Complexity there and you had EG there, right? We just start naming it. And, and then we had, I don't know, Space Soldiers don't exist anymore, but I'm sure there's some example of a team like mm. that. And then there's a 16-team there's a event and maybe an Australian team's there. It's not the highest event and it's probably not going to get the most viewership, but if the... Um, if if we can, I guess viewership's how we sustain this and we need eyeballs and sponsors and everything for it to be of a certain scale. Anyway, I take it all back. Um, fuck. We need more players. That's what we need. More community. Mm, yeah, but the shit. I can't get into this super deep now. I'm not... No, I'm not 100% at, right at the now. mental capacity to like do it because it is a bit of a tennis thing where you have the 1,000 tournaments, yeah. the 500, and yeah. then you, know, you have to think about are you going to go to the bigger one and risk bombing out early or are you going to go to the smaller one where you have yeah. a higher chance of winning the prize money but also the points and so on and so on and so forth i don't see us a year and a half from now <sighs> having that all figured out i just realized the best thing about this i'm not going to have to talk about like the bullshit anymore of what this means for like a circuit or what this means is it contributes to something else like Oh, well, they were here at the Blast Groups, but not everybody could attend the Blast Groups because it was this case. Or, well, this contributes to the this or the EPT points. It's, no, we're not going to have to do that anymore. Well, hopefully it will change a little bit also the um, the formats of some of these leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that it's a triple elimination or quadruple well, elimination. You have to be more cutthroat. Yeah. And you, that's a good thing. You can have more qualifiers for things, which means we probably go back to more like GSL or just double a limb stuff where you get two chances. I think the only thing that I hope that we could leave in the past for that is especially if it's teams traveling from the other side of the globe because I, I can sympathize with this greatly, just eradicate the best of ones for them. Like I, I understand it's a time constraint and it's not the best Counter-Strike teams, but if we actually want to give these guys opportunity to get reps in officials, then we need to sacrifice those extra two to three hours. Like you need you need to be able to give a, a low tier Brazilian team or an Australian team or a Chinese team an opportunity to play more officials in this environment, right? And then they're still going to lose. They're still going to okay. go home, but at least give them a chance to lose sixteen four, sixteen four. Don't let it just be one sixteen four. Let it be two. I'm not being facetious. I'm being serious. It did sound sarcastic. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, right now it's just the only the play in opening game is best to one. Yeah. Everything let's let's best change that change that as well but it won't even be able to work like this will it like they won't uh, are they allowed to separate them in different stages of the event like okay so they invite the top eight which i guess you would normally do anyway off of the eso uh qualification for cologne right if you'd won katowice you'd qualified for cologne if you'd won this you'd qualified for cologne right um then it was like world ranking points then it was ept points so like it was all justified um and then there was ways that you could get through national championships and all of that shit I guess it's just going to be a similar thing, but mainly through the valve ranking and then other ways to qualify. I don't know. Would you, would you, would you try and use an IEM Dallas as a qualifier for Cologne? I don't think you could. It'd have to be a standalone event. It couldn't act as yeah. a qualifier, I don't think. 
So then you have to have qualifiers somewhere which would have to be online. Actually, I wonder if you could have like a smaller event as a qualifier for a bigger event. I don't know. I don't know if they've like, they, they haven't themselves figured it out completely. Yeah. They just said like, these are the broad strokes. Just three and... criteria they gave at the moment. Yeah. That's interesting. Because that could work that like, what Blast do now, the one thing that I do like with Blast World Finals is it's like, uh, like oh, if you win the major, then you're in. If you win the pro league season, yeah. then you're in. Like Interesting they put pro league in there. Right? Instead of like, Katowice and Cologne. I, I do wonder why they did that. Do you think it's because of the prize money of the event? Or it's longer, like, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, you could have done any other. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting things that could be done with that, but you're right. We shouldn't We shouldn't get too into it. It's a bit sad Jason can't join us. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Is that like a lawnmower? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> or a siren. They could be testing the bomb sirens around here. Yeah, they don't sound like that. <laughs> they do. Maybe here they do. Is terrible war No, maybe uh, yours might sound a little bit different to the ones here, but they yeah. definitely do test them here. But normally they're from... I don't know. I don't think we're close enough. To no it. one's running out? No, nothing's happening. Well, if we go, let's go creating content down together we'll make sure this is uploaded talk, immediately talking here. yeah welcome to your flat monday uh, <laughs> they're brought to you by yanko and chad yeah. how was uh, with two of the most talkative guys in esports just great guys just <laughs> awesome guys how was the final for you like work-wise uh it was good it was good like obviously the intensity level in those moments and stuff like it's a grand final so you know it's always elevated um I always really enjoy being in the environment of getting to see all those people, especially the players. Um, from like the casting perspective, I would say the semi-final was a better game. And as far as I'm concerned, the game determines how good of a job I can do. Mm. Um, I, I, can, I always have to try, but you know, if there's more to talk about, if it's a closer game, if there's more clutches, there's a lot more things for me to get excited about. But all in all, uh, I had a good time. I saw a lot of people asking about why you guys aren't in the fucking arena. We really need to solve that, don't we? Yeah, I don't know. Like last year, that was also people were complaining and then they tried to sort it out. But it was difficult to do it when it wasn't pre-planned for. So now they just scrapped it. Completely. Completely, you know, yeah. which is, I understand it's that. It's disheartening there. I understand that in the arena, there's stuff going on for people who are there to sort of hype him up a little bit but i don't know i feel like there's time for everything yeah i agree so like what we used to do when alex and i were on the desk with you was we would throw to the casters at the point of like that the side the horn would go off right that meant yeah. that the piss around was essentially live so what we would do is from that moment we would fill with hypey lines like hunter this is his map he's the highest rated player for g2 he has to perform right now he hasn't been having a great series so far and on the other side fucking some guy snappy yeah right so and that's where we'd leave the higher moments and then the casters would take it as we were already high and then henry g comes in two smokes a pair of jewelies and three flashbangs as they make their way up banana and that's back when people used to rush in pistol rounds so uh these days it's and they leave spawn yeah. for 55 seconds um but yeah like i think that there should be a balance i think that you guys should get that moment before the game goes live i think that in a best of five, you should come back maybe not after every map, but maybe, you know, in the bigger break, in the bigger break between maps three and four, if we get there. I think that there's definitely room for it. But I also understand that in between the maps, people are going out for a piss, they're getting a hot dog, they're doing all these things. And we have Mike in there with some good entertainment, but it it, it shouldn't only just be that. There's moments for, I think there's moments for both is what I'm saying. I think both have yeah. its place. We just need to find that balance because a lot of people ask me in person, 
like they're like why can't we hear the analysts and i said i i i can tell you why but it's dude like, even you couldn't hear the analysts <laughs> because, i had to use an in-ear yeah yeah because it wasn't like the feed you were getting was the feed that actually is going in the arena but yeah yeah i think uh, the opening was great uh, alex conducting that was uh awesome i'm surprised he had the, he had the gusto to go do that man if they asked me to do that i was like no fucking way well was it his idea or they came no it wasn't his idea they came to him they asked him and um he was like i think i he he told me what they suggested and i said if you're gonna do it you have to go all in like you can't just go up in there in your clothes you need the full outfit you need the penguin tails the fucking shoes all that shit like if you're gonna do it you have to full sell it because otherwise it's going to seem a bit cringe and i'm sure people already thought it was a bit cringe because people on the internet think everything's cringe but i think alex fucking smashed yeah, it. yeah it's awesome but i think he smashed it. i think it was cool like it was a nice twist yeah. to you know the the opening ceremony yeah i think that the opening ceremony was great i think that a lot of the stuff that esl did was and as people are, are finally starting to to have the comments and giving it credit for the different types of content and everything so the that they're DHL doing. stuff was hilarious oh, the, the skits skit, yeah, yeah. it uh scrawny fucking nailed it yeah we redid the voice lines uh that and they didn't get used me harry hugo rush uh we all came here and we spent like the better part of i think me and harry ended up spending about seven hours in this room because what we did was we also cut the best version of the lines we did and then synced it up with the video so they could insert them but uh we got cock block on that last moment scrawny's lines were great and, and, and henry's were great they full sold ours was like we recorded those early which was like weeks ago or maybe like two weeks ago now maybe three weeks ago now um and we redid them because when you're at when you're in person what we did in my room is like you're acting like when henry would come through the door i'd make someone come through the door or you know like we tried to try to do all those things because you can really do a good job with voice acting if you if you know the scene and once we had it it was cool but i harry might release a director's cut or something like that but we (laughs) want to do more of that because i remember when source was out there was a thing called leak world which I don't think a lot of the humor has aged well. Um, I think it's probably aged quite poorly. So if anybody goes and watches it, don't think I'm condoning the content in there. Um, but I, I did think it was um, a unique thing. They created like a reality TV show with in-game player models and stuff. And they had like a whole narrative and a script to it. And I would love if we could expand this. It doesn't just have to be a DHL thing. It could be like good fun. You can create a whole universe and world and Harry loves that shit. So yeah. that was fun. The skit with Kassad, I was watching with the, with Stam. That was good. Did you see the one? This one here was pretty sly. I didn't see it posted, but it's Perfecto. And they've got him sitting at like a PC. And it's, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, something. I saw it go on, but I was like doing something else. So I didn't. Just like simple PTSD. So like he, he misses a shot and he loses a clutch. And, and he's sitting there and it's like flashbacks of simple just fucking raging. And he's like looks up and Shiro's there and he's like, it's all good, man. Let's get the next round, you know? <laughs> and, and he's like, and, and in uh, Russian, Perfecto goes weird. And it's just like a quick one, right? A quick one. But it's like one of those things that the hardcores in the community will get a bit of a chuckle out because we see people on the forums and stuff who are very, um, very quick to, to judge old simple and all you, you know, that whole situation. So there was, uh, there was that stuff. A lot of there was the ROPS one with Trace and the CS2. Yeah. That was really good. The Fallen one and you and Pimp Maui. Yeah, F was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's been some good stuff. And I think, yeah, we, I think we see this obviously more than most, but like a shout out to Frank and all of his team because they do like an amazing job with all that Absolutely. content. Um, and there's a couple of Swedish blokes in there who have come over to EFG from DreamHack and they do great with all the trailers and everything. Like um, they're, they're really good. And I know Machine works with them quite often for these big events to work out um, how he can contribute with scripts and everything like that so 
they do some really cool stuff. And it's good to see that ESL is getting um, some, some positive reinforcement for the content um, and not because of ESL, but because of the people behind it who I know work really hard at this. Frank's the type of guy who sends me a message at four o'clock in the morning because he's still up editing. You know, like <laughs> that, that's the type of guy he is. So that's cool. And it feels, a lot of it feels very self-aware and um, in tune with like things that are actually happening now. You know, it's not like content that gets made and then it gets released like a couple months later it's a content farm here when the event is on these editors bro they just don't fucking leave yeah, it's like a, it's like a land cafe of editors just going ham and the videographers and the audio people and podcast setups and everything it's a it's a massive group of people and i think everyone when they come here in cologne there's like a lot of germans who work for this company of course is always you get that extra oomph you get that extra push and um yeah i hope everybody enjoyed watching because it was a fun one it's great it's a special event without a doubt always a honor and a privilege to work it i really believe that i'll never forget when i was in 2015 doing the first one and walking into the langses and i'm like what the fuck yeah right there's a cs tournament here like my first event was that year katowice observing and that was also like the stage for the final was i think it then it was either half half with league or yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe it was full but we were after start i can't really remember I th- could it even be 2014 it, though it wasn't anything like cool. no 2014 is was not langsas it was game it was but we were in katowice oh uh, wait 2014 cologne was half and half 2014 cologne was at gamescom 2015 yes, in the curtain 2015 cologne was in the langsas so yeah for me it's the best event in the calendar and people come from all over the world i was shocked when i was in phase and we we're doing a signing session there's people from like uruguay mexico mm. Iran, you know, like coming flew over just for the tournament. So just tells you how much, how special it is for everyone, the players, the viewers, us who work it, people who organize it. Like it's just an awesome event to be a part of. Yeah, like in terms of what you're saying, like there was a a, a woman who was in Paris. She was from Brazil. She's a fan. Um, and she went out to Paris to watch, and I met her there uh, one day at the front of the hotel. She came up and she said, "Hey," and I was like, "Oh," and she's like, "Oh, I'm coming on my own to watch the major." I'm like, wow, that's crazy! Like all the way from Brazil. And then she's at this event. I'm like, "Holy shit, you're here in Cologne as well?" She's like, "I love it this much." And then there was a guy from California I met, a guy from New York that I met. There was a bloke last night down in the bar. His name, I remember his name. His name was James. He um, he was an Aussie guy. He was out in Europe and he's here for the event. There's a guy called Mitch from Australia who's out in Europe. He's here for the event. Like these are people who are here and also choosing to come on their own as well. And it's it's cool to see because it's um it's the common ground, right? That's the community shit I was talking with Hunter and, and JKS about before. But that's 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 the bit that's cool. Is like you know this is a, a lot of people who all enjoy the same thing together in one place to witness that. And I, this is where it, it starts to take away from, like if I'm a viewer at home, the shit that I'm saying, I probably don't give a fuck about. I care about the X's and the O's, the Counter-Strike and the game telling the story of who's good, who's bad, what the rounds are. Like that's that's where, and I'm sure you and I are the same in that regard. Yeah. But because we're involved at this level, you see it from the human side, which makes you, you know, yeah, it, it makes you <laughs> a big old softy. So. No, you're not a softy, Chad. That's right. It was a great event, mm-hmm. but now it's over, and I need to pack. Okay, what we got to check out at four? Yeah, all right, we got an hour. Yeah, let's shut it down. That's probably how long I'll need. Please, 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 please. Peace.